peace, 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 peace. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. How y'all feeling? Excellent. So many beautiful faces. It's like a full house. Yeah. Make some noise for yourselves for coming out this Wednesday. I know probably most of you listen to Ergo Radio, um, a great, amazing, awesome podcast um, that has brought you out here today. If you don't listen to it, you should start. Ergo Live is a different situation. So I hope you're ready and I hope you're excited. Um, make some noise for your hosts, Damon and Daniel. What's up, y'all? How y'all hey. feeling? Hey. Hello, friends. Yeah, we prepare for this. <laughs> Make some noise if you're free today. Woo! So before we get started, just a quick few announcements. So un unfortunately, uh, one of our guests today, Eve Ewing, uh, had a, a family medical emergency um, and needs to be with her people right now. So she asked for love and forgiveness and, and well wishes, uh, but um, unfortunately she would not be able to enjoy us. So let's do an awe for Eve Ewing. Aww. Aww. But let's do a yay for yourselves for making it out the house. <laughs> Man, and nobody got up and left right there. Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> You got the... in right for Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> She's so much cooler. All right. Welcome to Ergo Live. This is our second Ergo Live. Make some noise for yourselves one more time. So he asked the question, and we're going to put you on the spot. If anybody who has ever heard an Ergo episode, can you give us like a little hand clap of yourself? Damn. Oh, wow. That's pretty significant. That's, that's solid. That's good. That's, that's good. more than you've heard. Yes. So we are at 196 episodes. We have been able to fortunately like travel the country and talk about podcasting and do workshops and do events such as these. But I myself just can't listen to podcasts. So when people come up all the time and are like, hey, you do such a great podcast. Listen to mine. It's like, I don't even listen to my shit. So <laughs> much love. But Shout out to, to everybody who, who showed up. Uh, make some noise for this space. Make some Absolutely. Noise. For Steve Eileen Gallery. Neighborhood. Uh, also, just want to be intentional. Uh, we at first had this event booked at a different venue, the Green Line space. Uh, but we were asked um, out of an act of solidarity from the young people of Asada's Daughters to not hold it in that space. And so we had to figure that out. And that when that ask was happening, it's not easy. But we sincerely uplift the leadership of young people and black organizing in this city. And so, you know, all the politics aren't always figured out, but sometimes just on a human level and on movement building, uh, we, we made the choice at last minute to relocate here. So we thank y'all for folks with RSVP to be flexible. And I believe we have some young people from Asada's Daughters in the house today, is that true? Are you here? Make some noise if Make you're here. Make some noise, show, show some love. Hey. So definitely shout out to them. And then lastly, we want to give a big shout out to our partner on this Ergo Live show. We're excited in addition to just doing the live show to launch a new partnership with Black Youth Project. Uh, make some noise for Black Youth Project first, though. So what we're going to be doing uh, over the next year is once a month, one of our regular Ergo episodes is going to be a BYP Spotlight episode. So what that means is we're going to be uh, interviewing someone who not necessarily works with the organization or writes for the, for the online presence, but someone who together with BYP we've identified as someone whose work and spirit really exemplifies their values. So this is the official launch of this BYP Spotlight. And from here for the next year, once a month, uh, we're going to be bringing you those BYP Spotlight episodes. And for those who don't know, Black Youth Project is an 
online platform that centers the creativity of, of young activists, writers, and young black people from across the country and the world, right, in some extent, uh, who are just talking about the issues that, that affect young black people. So go check that out. Uh, if you didn't sign up out there, make sure they get your info so you could be in tune with the world. It's dope shit. Oh, very, very important. No, make The whole show is just going to be announcements. <laughs> this is the last one. This is not, it's more of a question than an announcement. Uh, raise your hand if you've made it through this week without being funky. Like from an Ooh. older perspective. I expect way more hands for that joke. Not, <laughs> it's real. Not so, from, I think people went from like a, like a two-step yeah, type yeah, situation. No, 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 we are in the midst of it. The shit is not, it's not a game no more. Deodorant season is upon us. You can be earthy, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to use the store broad aluminum white supremacist deodorant. If you, do your, <laughs> if you do your coconut oil or your earthy things, do your earth, but, but it's now the time. There's no load yeah, yeah. management. This is the playoffs. You got to show up to the game <laughs> for not just yourself, but for all of us. It's about to get hotter the rest of the week, so make sure you layer in some type of way. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Ergo. So now... Let's get into some conversation with y'all talking to each other. So we're going to start with the question that we ask to start every show of our guests. But we're going to have y'all ask it to each other. And that question is, in this time, in this moment, this season, however you define that, how is the world treating you and how are you treating the world? So what you're going to do is you're going to pair up with someone in the crowd. It might be someone you know. It might be someone you've never spoken to before. And you're going to take a moment to ask each other that question and listen to the response of the other person. Make sure both people have a chance to ask and to answer. After you each ask, you're gonna report back, if you want to and if the other person consents, uh, what you heard the other person say. We want you to actively listen, right? So how is the world treating you? How are you treating the world? Go. All right, three, two, one. So we're going to take a few report backs. So we want to hear what you heard. Well, first of all, shout out to the cutest baby ever born, Ori Tariq Alim Cologne. Is that objective or are you biased? Uh, that, is, that is pretty objective. It's the truth, <laughs> but it is also my nephew. So make some noise for a new baby in the family. Also attached to the very cute baby is the baby's father, Malika Alim. Everybody make some noise from Malika hey. Alim host of the Re-Up podcast. Uh, he says there's some branding issues. There's like a bunch of Re-Up podcasts out there. So it's the one with the red circles. <laughs> He's not the drug dealer. Those are the other podcasts. <laughs> Check the red circle. That's a funny Venn diagram of <laughs> podcasters and drug dealers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's real in these streets. All right. <laughs> so anybody brave, anybody heard anything interesting they would like to share with your new community here? We are here sharing space together. She just got married. Woo! Yeah, put up, put up, put up. That's fantastic. Yeah. How, and uh, how, how has the world been treating her since her marriage? It's been good. That's been good? That's good news. That's only good news. Yes. Cool. Anybody else got something they want to add? Not to the marriage part. That seems pretty settled. Other, uh, other things you heard? What'd you hear, Triple? <clears throat> hey, how's it going? Uh, I heard Courtney say that um, it's a challenge. The world is treating them with a challenge. And that they are treating the world with uh, energy of trying to put out, trying to create joy wherever they are in order to move past what feels tough. I say, I say. Cool. Let's get one more. What I heard was that the universe or the world is treating uh, Jennifer with abundance, amazing abundance. And at the very last Air Go Live, 
there were abundant opportunities and, and magical things coming her way that she really wasn't open to receiving. But now she's in a very good, healthy, balanced place where as this abundance is coming her way, she's with uh, palms open and she's receiving and really flourishing in that. Nice. Any last, no, no more of those. <laughs> but you're gonna keep talking to each other. As we've had to like readjust, we're gonna center our other guest who is amazing and who is here and present. Everybody make some noise for Tasha who's in the building. Hey. So Tasha is somebody we love and care about deeply and is so excited and I think embodies everything about what we wanna be and do and was perfect for this event. And the thing about Ergo is we're not just like a podcast or like, hey, let's just listen and talk. Uh, part of the goal is we're, we're trying to create a historical document, an archive. Uh, and so it's not just who we talk to. It is also the time and the space in which we have those conversations because moment for moment changes. So what would it look like five years from now for Tasha to hear herself when she came on the first time two years ago, right? And <laughs> she just covered her ear for those at home. <laughs> and so that's a part of the project of what we want to do. Like for me coming into doing this work, I imagine like what if I had an hour of Fred Hampton telling his story now, right? Uh, and there's only like 47 minutes of audio and footage of him on like all of the internet that, that I've been able to find. Uh, and so we're in a very unique moment and so we want to center uh, what's happening in her life and like kind of have larger dialogue about how we can connect that to the community. So we're going to celebrate because this week Tasha is playing at the Pitchfork Festival. Make some noise. And if you Instagram stalk like me and Daniel do, uh -huh. you would know that this has been a dream of hers since she was a young teenager. It's been going every year for about almost 10 years now um, and always saw herself on that stage and has manifested it. Uh, so we want to talk a little bit about dreams coming true. This is perfect for you? Well, I'm so glad. You are the best audience participant ever. Everybody makes noise for my mama in the front row. Just a supportive heckle. That was really <laughs> impressive. Yeah, you don't get a lot of support of Baba heckles anywhere else but Ergo Live. Welcome. Uh, so we want to talk about what dreams have come true in our world. Because so often media and conversation, and whether we're talking about America, whether we're talking about black people, whatever, it's always deficit-based. It's always crisis. It's always emergency. But I think there's a lot of dreams being realized. So for yourself, what dreams have you realized in the last, let's say, five or so years? And then what dreams do you have for your community. So with the person you just talked to, we're, all, we're both gonna ask each other two questions. What is a dream that you have realized and what are dreams for your community? Go. Before we get to hearing back from you, very important question. Did anybody document the outfit I just had on? Okay, because <laughs> being cute was not working. That shit was way too hot. I know y'all saw me sweat through the shirt. I have deodorized, though, because it is the season, so I'm okay. But I'm going to be comfortable. And it's the Black Youth Project Spotlight, so black is there beautiful. We in here. Power to the people. We're going to do, do a very quick crowd uh, call and response. Damon So Extra. How extra is he? You ready? <laughs> Damon So Extra. How extra is he? Damon So Extra, he does a costume change on a podcast. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> We didn't plan that. I'm gonna no, get them no, no. back. <laughs> so let's get let's hear back. What did y'all uh, hear? What are some dreams that have come true, and what are some dreams that you would wish for your community? And however you define that, what did you hear from the other person? Um. So we were talking about how um, April's vision for herself was really centered and based in like family and founded in like a secure, like stable, happy family. Hmm. Um. And so when she was like. 20 something, like her vision of that family was a little bit different. 
And so, you know, she experienced life, experienced struggle. And so now she has a different family than she imagined, but she's at peace, right? And she's found happiness and closure in that. And so April's living her best life over here. There you go. That's beautiful. beautiful. That's beautiful. I think it's amazing that from your 20-somethings and then only three short years later, you realize your dreams. That's perfect. What a quick five years. Let's get one more. What's something that you heard or something you said? Um, we kind of discussed this. What's happening right here, that's a dream to continue doing this and to continue having these conversations and um, building upon communities um, just like this and like being able to sit in rooms, even though it's so hot right here, we can still, you know, breathe in this light and like talk about everything we're about to talk about with each other um, in a way that's productive and in a way where everybody is super attentive. And that's really beautiful to me. So that's a dream. For sure. Make some noise for that real quick. So, first of all, I don't know how many folks have been listening or came to the last live event, but that was some quality medium talk right there. Yeah, I mean, to Rivka's point, uh, this is, you know, when we started the show, now we're about to hit 200 episodes. This was the dream, uh, to have a room full of people engaging in these conversations and showcasing the folks reshaping the culture of the city. So, it's really exciting to see that dream come true. And so, to keep this dream moving forward, we want to welcome up before we get to Tasha, a very special guest co-host who we're going to have for tonight and then also for every one of the BYP Spotlight episodes. She's a comedian, radio host, and personality on Vocalo. You can catch her every weekday. And she's the only person to ever throw up live on Ergo. <laughs> That's a true story. And I wouldn't say that if I was like putting her on blast, but it is on the record. It's in the archive. <laughs> Folks, make some noise for our guest co-host tonight. Make some noise for Tribble! Blah, 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 blah. Wow, thanks. Uh-huh. A lukewarm welcome at best. <laughs> yeah, that was shitty. You told all my business. <laughs> I thought we just talked about unconsensual big talk. <laughs> it is on the record, though. So, first of all, we're just so excited to have you on mic with us. Um, oh, oh, this is not a chair for a lady with a big booty now. <laughs> Excuse me. Go ahead. <laughs> Do you have a, a particular dream that you feel like when you're like, oh, man, Five years ago, Tribble would have been like, man, if I could just do this, and now it's actually happening in your life? Dog, yes. I was just telling my new friend, Courtney, that three years ago, I made this goal map. And so this goal map instructs you to write down if there were no like boundaries, if you know money wasn't an issue, time, space, whatever, what would you want to do in three months, a year, three years, so in a lifetime. I'm at the three-year mark, and I have done all of those things. <laughs> Literally, every single one. That's a beautiful thing. So do you have something in your mind right now that's like, you know, because when you meet your goals or when you accomplish your dreams, then you got to come up with new ones, which is a whole job in and of itself. So is there something right now that, you know, when people are listening back to the archive, like, oh, man, she actually did that. What's something on, that you're, like, working toward now? Yo, my biggest dream ever, I don't want to say it. Okay. <laughs> um, but I have a really big dream that is insane. <laughs> it's actually insane. Mm -hmm. And I've had this dream for a while. It's also on that same gold map. Yeah, I'm at a point in my life where I have an opportunity, a real opportunity to pursue that dream. 
And at this point, like when you write down a couple things, you know, with just the intention of somehow overnight becoming a hardworking person that is gonna fucking <laughs> do all this, like it seems hopeful, but not realistic. And so to watch the manifestation of all those things become real has been a fucking mind trip, bro. I'm freaked the fuck out. <laughs> and so this really big thing is kind of, it's, it's leading me to a place where I'm like, yo, dude, this is absolutely going to happen. I can't believe anything other than that. So you don't have to tell us what it is. All right. Can you tell us why you can't tell us what it is? <laughs> Dog. Because uh -huh. clearly, well, I guess... It's a tough thing to express to other people because of the doubts that people project onto mm. you. Like, this shit is so big that, like, I know at least one person in this room would be like, we'll watch you try, but, <laughs> like, you're not a white man. What do you fucking think, <laughs> you know? Uh, what I'm imagining is, like, National Treasure 5. It's like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. Like, that Dude. level of size. Yeah, dude. Go, 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 go. We can leave it there. I want to steal it, rip it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> then pretend it never happened. So oftentimes I, I feel like the idea of dreams and goals are so like individual and individualistic. Uh, do you have dreams for your community at large? And how are you defining community? Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm defining community as the people that I hold, the people that... Uh, share space, share loving space with me and the people who share some ideals. And what I hope for my community is that since we all know, you know what I'm saying? We read books and we talk, we say we're smart and shit, but like we are in denial about the fact that the earth is going to destroy us before we destroy her, right? And so I hope for my community that knowing that we don't have much time here in these bodies with these opportunities and these capabilities to create our own experiences that put back as much love as we give out. So I want my community to continue to be in revolution with this here shit. Mm. Make some noise to, for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Revolution. Y'all not with it. That was a, that that was a timid for, applause. That was, that was, that was some sucked. light noise for Revolution. I don't know what <laughs> I was like, dang, like that didn't make no sense, y'all. Like, <laughs> no, that's great. No, that shit was hard. They reword it. So like, you know how like the dinosaurs, dog, when they was here? Their podcast game was weak, though. <laughs> it's hot. So I know everybody is like thinking about it right now. Yeah. You mentioned uh, being funky. He was yeah. like, yeah, yeah. have you gone this week without being funky? And I thought to myself, dog, everything I do is funky. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it funky, baby. <laughs> it's pussy, baby. But then, as I was rolling my sleeves up, the armpits of my t-shirt are soaked. <laughs> yeah. But I got a new deodorant this week, so. Congratulations. Thank shout you out. so much. I do feel like you're the, the Bootsy Collins of podcasting. Yo, that's tight. Bootsy that's Collins is also from Cincinnati. That's my hometown. And there we go. It's my spirit person. I don't know. <laughs> I once met Bootsy Collins and he was wearing sunglasses in the shape of stars. And I was like, again, this is for radio, buddy. Yeah, if I, if I saw his eyes, I might be like fucked up. Like, yo, what? You have a face, dog? What? 
So we appreciate you being here tonight. We're really excited uh, over the next year to have you join the conversation as a co-host with us for these BYP Spotlight episodes. And those are going to start dropping uh, in August. So Actually, make sure you check every, those out. Everybody make some noise. The, the founder of BYP is here somewhere. Kathy Cohen yeah, is yeah, in the yeah, house. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's back there chilling. That's my cousin. <laughs> Like real life, that's our actual cousin. I love saying that. And then also, now that we have a few Ergo guests, but one that it will be coming soon, the, the first guest for our BYP Spotlight is also in the house. Everybody make some noise for Dr. Barbara Ransby, who's here. Brew, 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 brew. So feel free to check that out. That'll be coming out soon. And we're really super excited. So we got all of our co-hosts in place. We have worked up a flop sweat. It is time to bring our featured guest to the stage. She is a singer, musician, song creator, organizer, performer at this week's Pitchfork Music Festival, and just one of my favorite people in the world. Folks, make some noise for Tasha. Tasha. So Tasha. Hi everyone. Hey. Just a dream. Just Hi. just delightful. <laughs> So in this time, let's do it. How is the world treating you and how are you treating the world? So the world has been treating me quite well. I think for the most part, I've uh, all of a sudden become aware of a lot of things I'm grateful for, but still like all humans, uh, getting bogged down by like busyness and mm. like work shit, uh, which makes me not like the world, even though I know that's so small compared to everything else. So it's, it's okay, it's a medium place right now. I'm treating the world, I think I'm treating the world really well. I think I'm giving out a lot of good stuff right now. So, yeah. <laughs> Top of the list is this haircut that we oh, were talking about. Yeah. Everybody makes some noise for Tasha's haircut. I also feel like every single time I see you, you have a huge smile on your face. And I really enjoy that because we like know each other in passing and through like communities. And every time I see you, you're just smiling at me like I'm your favorite <laughs> fucking person. So I'll be telling people like, you know, that's my homie. Like, <laughs> she loves me to death. <laughs> I'm okay with that, that's okay. So now you have, you know, reached an explicit dream of yours. And so in a lot of ways, that's amazing and beautiful, but that also kind of is scary because now you got to make new dreams. So how are you dealing with that, that stage of this process? I mean, I haven't, to be honest with you, even thought that far yet because I'm still trying to get to, to Sunday. True. That's the day that I play. It's a thing, I think, in all industries and places of work, but in creative industries especially, people are always asking you, like, what are you working on? What are you doing next? And I'm like, bitch, I'm about to play Pitchfork. I haven't <laughs> thought that far. Like, that's all, that's literally as far as I've I'm thought. working on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on my set. And, like, I'll be, like I've, there are things coming in the future. Um, but it's a, a blessing, but I feel like I've been trying to keep up with myself, kind of. And, like, at a certain point after I started playing enough and writing enough and releasing enough, then all of a sudden I had to start thinking about tours. And then after that I had to start thinking about festivals. And then after that I had to start thinking about the next album. And I haven't actually sat down really and kind of understood what all of these pieces mean going into the future and I'm just like well, this is what I have to do this is next on the on the list so let me go ahead and get it done but yeah I think I'm I'm figuring that out <laughs> what was it about uh this particular goal why pitchfork 
first and foremost, just because I'm from here and grew up here, and that was the first music festival I ever went to, I think. And I went to it when I was a teenager and really wanting to be cool. And that, mm. to me, was the coolest thing one could do. I mean, you're going to watch live music and everyone's hot and knows more than you do about music. And so <laughs> like that was that was to me the coolest thing that went. This is before I even wanted to make music or really necessarily saw myself as a musician. Make some noise if you spent your teenage years trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah, that resonates deep. I have distinctly given up trying to be cool. <laughs> it was not worth the effort and I don't think I was succeeding. I've never really... <laughs> It's weird. I all my social media names are Tribs the Cool. Wow. But I never no, it's your thought time. of cool as a thing. <laughs> People would be like, "Oh, Tribble, you're so cool," and I'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What does that even mean?" This feels so petty to be talking about this when it's really warm in here. I know. I was just gonna say, yeah. don't feel cool at all right now. But. Do you feel cool now, Tasha? Because we talk a lot about like the cool kids as like a crew in the city, basically. <laughs> but that's am I not- a cool kid? You tell me. What do you think? Ooh, that's deep. Um, uh-huh. I think that I am cool. Uh, <laughs> that's such a funny question. <laughs> that is it. That sounds strange to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I do, like, I imagine who the people were that I idolized, like, at my high school or at my college when I was younger and what it was that I liked about them. And I tried really hard to, like, create those things, but it wasn't, I, it wasn't working. And so I think that I'm... I am a very uh, excellent manifestation of what teenage Tasha thought would be cool, which is just me. Oh, that's so cool. Shout out. out. So something, you know, I want to even be aware of in this conversation is too often, I think, we place people's value in relation to their productivity. In the question we just asked of like, what's the next dream? How are you saying like, I got a million things to do right now. And it's like all this demanding of you. When you get some chance to rest, what are ways or practices to heal and regenerate? It's funny you should say that because actually, like Triple, when you were talking about your goal notebook or something, where you had written all of those things, yeah, you know, I follow a lot of uh, vloggers um, and influencers <laughs> who are like really into these bullet journaling or like these methods of diligently keeping track of everything you want to accomplish and everything you're going to get done and what your plans are for the next year and five years. And I almost feel like I'm not living up to even like the practice of goal setting. Like I'm, I feel like I'm like behind on that already. (laughs) So I'm trying to like find the happy balance of like actually like intentionally dreaming about my future while also like not letting that just be one more thing that I have to do. Like let me sit down and dream about my future now but I think that something that I miss in these times of getting a lot done and having to be in front of people a lot is like I'm most creative when I'm most present with myself um that's when I can actually like listen to my body and my heart and uh turn that into something else and so that's what I plan to do um to regenerate and kind of make new material for the future is to just spend some time alone (laughs) you know we're we're talking so much on kind of an individual level when it comes to goals and i know you know especially for artists and musicians once it starts crossing over into commerce it becomes very individualized Um, or you're like a band but the band is still an individual kind of and i know so much of your life and 
work and what you've been dedicated to has been so communal. So are there ideas from your organizing work or, you know, just even the way you've moved through the world in relation to family or community that you are trying to bring more into your professional life? I think just always keeping the collective in my heart first and foremost. I think so much of what I've learned about how to be a musician or how to get where I am is because there were other people who brought me up with them, like other women and other black women who said that they believed in me and like booked me for something or sent my shit to somebody else that they know. And I think that kind of applies to, to everything else that I try to do and that I'm not in it for myself at all, but I'm in it so that I can bring everyone else with me. And when we think about liberation, like we can't imagine liberation for ourselves. We have to imagine liberation for everybody else. Um, and if we can't see it for them, then it's impossible to see it for ourselves. And so I think it is all connected in that way. Yeah. Speaking of um, community and what you said, bringing other people with you, who, who you got on the list for Pitchfork? <laughs> well, my entire family to Literally, start. Yeah. That's about five people. <laughs> well, you know, I don't have no ticket. I could do some. Do you not have one? I could do, if you needed somebody to give you a shoe dupe. I've been mm. trying to, I've really been trying to launch my background vocals career. So oh, okay. Too. So I sh you want me to hit them up and see if, if you, I've got room for an extra. If you needed it. Crew this band. is awkward. Okay. We, we got press passes. Oh. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not important, so. <laughs> false, false. false <laughs> so so I, I, I hear you in, in that. Um, naming, like, the legacy of, like, how black women, like, supported you and put you on. So if black women are your people or black people or just however you define your people, can we talk about what are our dreams for your people? That's a big question. It is. We've, we've gone from medium to big talk. Yeah. Someone asked me recently in an uh, in interview. I don't know. I can't think of the question now. But something about, like, protest and activism and then also tenderness and softness and how can I make those things coexist? And it was like a non-question to me, but that is only because I think that I'm, I'm so, like you can't care for your community or care for the world without like deeply understanding and caring for your own wholeness. And so a dream for my community is like everyone being just whole enough to know how to care for themselves and know how to, and know how to care for the community. You talk about softness a lot, I notice. I hear your voice every day, well not every day, maybe probably every day, and you say, if I can like change the world with my little soft songs. Oh right, you do that on Vocalo. Yeah, <laughs> it is in the break. And so I always wonder when I hear that, like I've become aware of this thing, radical softness, and how people use that to move and inspire movement. Um, and I'm thinking about a person that has a public career and a career where you have to give of yourself. And the internet can be such a toxic place. How do you maintain your own softness in the midst of all that? I've been thinking about the internet a lot, but I think I've recently taken a step back as far as sharing what I share on my internet presence. Sometimes I have moments on Twitter where I just literally say whatever it is I'm thinking, but I think that I have started to realize that people will like latch onto and eat up every single thing that you share if they care enough, which is, can be a really nice thing and also a really exhausting thing. And I don't want my, what I think of as the 
like sweetest parts of me to become things that I have to brand for other people. Um, that's very gross to me. And so I've come to keep things that I really like just to myself, which feels nice. Like some stuff I love to share, but the best stuff I really, really like to keep to myself. And I think that's helping me maintain that. Trip, can I throw that back at you? Like with this idea of radical softness, how does that come up for you or in, in your spaces? <laughs> There's also a saying that more relates to me. And that saying is, ain't no hoe in my blood. <laughs> and so they're right, like softness is not a thing that I personally have <laughs> attached myself to. No, but it is something that I, I <laughs> like I recognize that in parts of my life and probably my whole life, like I can always stand to be a little more gentle with myself, with others. I've been getting to know children lately. <laughs> you know? Just as, as like a, as a group, as a demographic? <laughs> yeah, like all of them at once. <laughs> you have to have like a level of compassion and gentleness that is like beyond comprehension for our current like social selves in the way that we understand the world. And that's, it's, it's weird when it's like, your first experience, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Triple, you were talking about like the radiant smile that you, Tasha, tend to greet people with. But I think sometimes for people who, at least there's that expectation of that smile, uh, it can be tri tricky to figure out how to be like outwardly grumpy. And grumpy is like different from mad. Grumpy is just like, I'm not trying to, I reject this premise. I'm not trying to engage with this. What does grumpy Tasha look like and where have you been breaking her out from time to time? <laughs> I was kind of grumpy when I got here, to be honest. Okay. I, it took a long time, and when I got out of my lift, it, it happened to be when it was pouring rain. It was three seconds I was outside, I swear, and I got very wet. And then I came in, and then everyone said hello to me at once. <laughs> and I went into the bathroom and closed the door, and I said, Tasha, it's not time to be grumpy anymore. It's okay, you can do it. And then I like sat and read my book for a second, and then I was fine and like warmed up. <laughs> Folks, you hear that? You gotta stagger your hellos. <laughs> work out a schedule. So, to the point of goals, and not professionally, not even creatively, but what's something that, let's say we're able to get you on the show two years from now, what's something that you hope Tasha has come to a, a sense of peace about that you're wrestling with now? I think that is maybe related to creative things I'm thinking about, and that I am excited people always talk about like this the sophomore release or the second project being the hardest one which makes sense to me and that like you've given it people a taste and now like some people there are a few people who know who I am but some people maybe have like some expectation of what I will do next and so trying to keep all of that quiet and just really focus on what it is that I want to make is is really hard but I find I think I'm making things that are very different from what I've made before, but feel the truest yet to anything that I've made. And so I imagine in two years that that will be even more solidified and will probably continue to change. But I feel like I haven't made it to what it is that really sounds like me yet. I like what I've done so far, but it, it, it doesn't feel exactly there yet. Mm. And I think that I will be much closer to that in two years. Mm. So, so let's go back to that dreamer who was just trying to be cool, going to the festival. What are things that she should know about her dreams or know about herself 
that this Tasha we're seeing right now has learned? I don't think I even knew it was possible to do what I, what I do. And I was thinking, like, if I saw someone playing a guitar who looked like me and talked openly about being a black person or a black woman or a queer person, like, on a stage like that, like, that would have blown my mind. Like, I literally didn't see one single person doing that when I was 17 or 18. If I had, I think I would have started doing this so much sooner. Mm. And I, like, found my way there through a lot of, like, exciting channels, but it would be sick to tell Tasha then that, like, that this was even possible. Yeah. I love that. So we have this, like, hypothetical person who would have said that to you then. Who's the one act from when you were 17 at Pitchfork you would have bumped for that person? We could have swapped them out for this hypothetical... <laughs> Take a person. moment to be a hater. Yeah, we, yeah. we love beef here, Ergo. This is our hater break. <laughs> Reach deep inside yourself. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. And uh, bring some hateration into this dancery. <laughs> no holleration, though, please. I might be saying this just because it's the first thing that came into my mind, but the first person I remember seeing at Pitchfork was James Blake. Mm -hmm. And I think I could have gone without seeing him. What is he even saying? (laughs) (laughs) What are the lyrics? James James Blake is, I think, to me, a very sad fall from grace. And I promise this won't be the content of the rest of the show. (laughs) But he went from being like a, like kind of experimental layer. Now it's just, it's like, are you trying to be The Weeknd? Like, just like. In The Weeknd ain't even trying to be The Weeknd. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> I got one I laugh for about, a long about time weekend joke. That James Blake wasn't a person. I thought James Blake was an idea. <laughs> they were like, we're gonna James Blake this track. Like <laughs> I didn't know it was a guy. <laughs> All right, so everybody make some noise for Tasha one more time. So before we get out of here, we're going to take one more opportunity, if y'all are up to it, to hear from y'all. Uh, and so if there are any questions for any of us, or particularly our guests, you can come ask them. But what we will do is, if we feel like it, we're going to ask you a question back. A lot of times people just come up and like people on stage have to be asked a bunch of questions, and then there's no like... Uh, so does anybody have any questions before we get out of here? Katasha. Um, hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm a big fan. Um, I think a really, a really compelling part of your music is like the poetry of it, right? Um, especially even starting off, would you, would you call that a poem that you start off with in the beginning of the album? Yeah. Then yeah. When looking at like big festivals, I often think like of music and poetry as a binary. Mm-hmm. How do you like still bring, I guess, like the poetic energy to a big, huge thing like Pitchfork or any other performance that you have without ever like sacrificing your musicality? That's a really good question. I think that there's something that I try to do that I've been practicing the last year or so of being on stages is the shows that feel the best to me are when I feel like I'm really, like every single person is with me, like I've got them. And if I don't feel like I've managed to like grab every person that's in the room, I feel like I haven't done a good job, which is maybe a little bit of a high expectation because, you know, bars and venue, like people talk at shows. Um, but I think I've gotten really good at that, though. And I'm honestly, like, even at Pitchfork, like, that doesn't really intimidate me that much because I care about it so much. I care so much about making sure that every single person knows that I'm there for them and that they're there for me. And I think that that is a kind of poetry that happens in the space. Ooh. Poetic. Anybody else got a question? We do... 
hate when people say not a question, only a comment, but you can make a comment also. I will make a comment about what you mentioned. Yes, yes, yes. I had a real ass moment with that poem at the top of your <laughs> project today. I was listening to it like, let me, you know what I'm saying, listen to some Tasha <laughs> before I go talk to her. And this poem was like, take care of your body. And I was like, who the f are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. You know? <laughs> How many times have I eaten McDonald's this week? I suddenly remembered at that moment. You just like skip the intro over and over and over again? What was the uh, question on here? So I have first a comment and then a question. My comment is that I'm a huge fan of yours and um, I bought a Pitchfork ticket for Sunday mostly because I saw that you're playing. Um, and then my question was, I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit about like what your songwriting process is like. Honestly, I uh, saw a tweet from Mitski, this artist, where she talked about how like every time she writes a song, she feels like like it's a miracle because she forgets how she does it every single time. And that's a little bit how I feel. Every time I finish something, I'm like, how did that happen? And I don't think that I will be able to do it again, honestly. But I, what usually happens is I really love playing guitar. And so I'll usually just spend like a very long time just playing shit on my guitar and record voice memos of like different things. And then as I go about my days throughout the week, I'll listen to those voice memos and then like little words or melodies will come to me and then I'll go home and play with those and then record voice memos and then slowly build. Sometimes it takes months and sometimes it happens in like night or two. It's like piece by piece. It really never happens all at once. It's like some melodies and some words and some feelings and then they all kind of manage to find their way to one another. All those voice memos, you don't have any stories left on your phone. No, and you know, there's an update that happened with iPhones mm -hmm. where the voice memo app changed what? in a really awful way, like a booty way. Oh, that's and ass. It's much less user-friendly. And also I lost a bunch of voice memos. So this, perfectly, you... this brings us to our new segment, Beef with the Corporation. That was real. One last, and I'll take the mic out this time. You, you, yeah, you don't want to get your shirt wrinkled. Um, <laughs> anybody else question? Do I see a hand right there? I just want to say I'm a huge fan, and I'm from Rogers Park. So I remember when you worked at the Soul Cafe. I saw this like crazy seeing you up here and playing pitchfork. Um, but my question is, who are some revolutionaries and organizers that you draw inspiration from or you look up to or like see reflected in your work? I owe a lot to BYP and BYP 100, to be honest. Everyone amidst and around those organizations taught me so much of what I know about blackness and love and liberation. So Kathy Cohen and Barbara Ransby are definitely two of those people. And Charlene Carruthers and Fresco Stees and but also people who I read like Audre Lorde or Tony Kid Bambara or Nikki Giovanni. Those are just people who have taught me about myself, really. <laughs> it's funny. It like obviously was not an intentional flex, but I heard that and I was like, damn, I gotta go back to reading more. <laughs> I like have you're like people I read. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Make some noise if you don't read. Shout out. <laughs> now <laughs> it's the worst shout out. Pick yourself up. <laughs> go to the <laughs> There's a library on Blue Island in 18th. <laughs> right there. Well, you know what's dope, too? 
libraries are really dope. Yep. They have also moved along with us with the changes of the world and technology. You can actually check out library books right there on your cell phone. It's an app called Overdrive. If you have a library card, you need to download that app, get you a book, even pretend to read it on the train <laughs> when you don't want people to it's talk to It's a good way to meet people. That's yeah, tight. Yeah, yeah. You see somebody hot on the train, you're sitting next to them, open the book. That looks better than scrolling through Instagram. I right. swear it does. Shout out to public resources. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here. Thank you so much, Tasha. Everybody makes me know. One more Thank time. Yes. A round of applause. My best friend, Tasha. <laughs> much love to our, our, our homie and co-host, Trips. <laughs> we also want to give a couple very special shout outs. Uh, Seat Lanlin Gallery for hosting us tonight. The amazing crew of associate producers who have been holding us down, Devon, Jennifer, Rosie, Rivka, April. Give them a round of applause. I think that we should also make some noise for Damon and Daniel for doing such incredible work. Yes. And make some noise for yourselves and your antiperspirant for holding up through this heat. <laughs> you did it. We certainly have to thank Black Youth Project for helping Absolutely. this event together and for this fruitful partnership. We're really excited. Please, as the spotlight launches, it will not only be new episodes, but we have about 30 or so of our episodes from our archive that we feel are in conversation with what the Black Youth Project is about. So please check that out as that comes out in the next few weeks. Stick around, grab a drink, grab an Ergo tea. They're available up front. Subscribe to us, uh, Ergo, on all your podcast apps. We're at Ergo Radio on everything. I'm Damon underscore AF. Ergo kiss. Trib's the cool. Wow, Tasha. Wow. Wow. Wow, Tasha. We hope to see y'all at the next one. Much love to the people. Peace. Hey, Dame. What's up, kiss? I want you to meet my friend Miriam here. Hey, Miriam, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Miriam is my oldest friend in the world. The whole world. And she is a devoted podcast listener. Are you? I am. Oh, well, that's love. I don't even just, I don't mean our podcast. I just mean podcasts in general. Okay. I love podcasts. How, how do you usually find your podcast? What do you listen to them on? <sighs> the iTunes mm. app. Yeah, I know. Very basic. You're not thrilled with it? It isn't the best. Well, the good news is we actually have a recommendation for you. Oh, yeah? Well, Ergo is sponsored by Overcast. It's an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. Man, it's for the people. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everyone. Get it free in the app store where you get all the other things. That yeah. You, you going to check it out? Sounds amazing. Cool. We won you over. Look how effective this ad is. <gasps> yeah. Pay, pay us more money, folks. <laughs> that's, that's advertising in action. You see? Works. <laughs> see, that's how good we are at selling things. We're doing this. Hey, yo, Harold, hit me up, man. I am an advocate and I can market your stuff because look how great we just marketed Overcast. We just gave an ad for them and an ad for us. I think it's time to get the fuck out of here. Let's do it.